everyone. My name is Ari and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So hello again to all the lovely people out there. We are smack dab in the middle of Mariah Carey and Michael Bublé's songbird season, you guys. What a most wonderful time of the year indeed. (laughs) You guys, you know I love this season for all the warm fuzzies, as well as the huge emphasis on giving back. And just a friendly reminder about my AirPods gratitude giveaway. You can sign up for that on my website at madeofmetalpodcast.com. Or you can click the link in my bio on Instagram or Facebook. And you can find us at Made of Metal Podcast all together on Instagram. I love to give back and I'll try to do one of these pretty regularly. So stay tuned for more goodies coming your way. So this week's story, I'm literally giggling just thinking about it. It was an absolute joy to learn about. And I knew it had to be the next story I shared with you all. The individual we'll be covering this week made their mark in the space of medicine, specifically in surgery, a complex and difficult world to break into. In order to overcome the cultural constraints placed on them, this individual employed an innovative and unconventional solution to a distinctive problem. This individual also applied the same level of determination to their work at furthering our known limits of medicine at the time, establishing themselves as a pioneer in the field, as well as having the time and self-awareness to advocate for humane conditions for the least represented and respected groups in our population. A stance that often put them at odds with their peers, which didn't bother them in the slightest, as you will soon learn. Without giving too much away, I personally love this story for the boldness and the impact this person had on the medical field. It's always interesting to me to learn about the origins of the practices that we pretty much still use today. And this person's personal story is just as incredible on top of that. I loved researching this. It was like, just we just have to get into the story. (laughs) So without further ado... Today, we'll be covering the steward, the spirited, the surgeon, Margaret Ann Bulky, who was known as Dr. James Barry. As the story goes on, we'll uncover why exactly this person has two distinctly different names and identities throughout their life. Margaret Ann Bulky was born around 1789 in Cork, Ireland. She was the second oldest to her parents, Jeremiah and Marianne. Margaret's mother, Marianne, was actually the sister of a well-known teacher named James Barry, who was an artist as well. It's also important to note that women were not allowed to pursue academic interests and were especially barred from certain fields altogether due to societal misconceptions about the intelligence level of women at the time. Throughout her childhood, Margaret's father did have a job, but when he lost it, the family was plunged into financial straits. This resulted in Margaret and her mother moving to London to be closer to James Barry, her mother's brother. 
While in London, James introduced his sister and niece to his eccentric group of friends who were much less conservative by the day's standards and impressed by Margaret's obvious affinity for learning in academia. Margaret was receiving tutoring by one of her uncle's friends, but not in a formal setting. It was likely here that the idea was first introduced to use an uh, unorthodox solution that would allow Margaret to begin her education and eventually attend medical school. An ambitious plan indeed, because it wasn't just unheard of at the time, it was just plain illegal. Women were strictly banned from practicing medicine, so there was no way Margaret would be able to enroll in medical school. Unless, of course, it wasn't Margaret that enrolled. At this time, Margaret was in her later teenage years and was receiving tutoring from a mutual friend of her uncle's. James Barry Sr. would pass away in 1806, leaving behind some unique instructions and financial assistance for his sister and niece. After his passing, something extraordinary would happen. Just three years later, James Barry would resurface, apparently risen from the dead. Yes, you heard that right. But it wasn't the original James Barry, not exactly. It was someone else entirely who was assuming the name and identity of the late James Barry. Three years later, in 1809, the new James Barry would enroll in medical school in Edinburgh. The new James Barry was described by others as looking suspiciously youthful, boyish, with smooth skin and a high-pitched voice, much too young to enroll in medical school. So much so was their appearance under fire that James was almost blocked from completing his final exams as they just didn't believe he was the age he claimed. Which is no surprise there if you haven't gotten it yet. Margaret Ann Bolge, the bright young girl who aspired to go to medical school but wasn't able to due to the gender restrictions, had transformed into the young James Barry. It's literally like something out of a movie. I can't believe this actually happened in real life. This is incredible. This is beyond commitment to your dreams. You're willing to completely give up your old life to become someone else and risk her life as well. Because if she was found out, she'd certainly be jailed or worse. But follow along. This isn't even the pinnacle of James Barry's story. So from thus on in the story, we will be using James and the pronouns he and him because that is who Margaret has become at this point. Now, we were at the point where James was having to fight for his chance to take his final exams. Thanks to the intervention of an influential friend of the original James Barry, who likely also contributed to and was aware of the plan to transform Margaret into the new James, he was allowed to take his final exams for medical school. James would pass his finals administered from the Royal College of Surgeons of England in 1813 and would promptly begin work for the British Army. James earned the title of Assistant Surgeon to the Forces after just two years of service with the British Army, an incredible feat in and of itself. 
but to simultaneously have to work at being in constant concealment makes the accomplishment that much more insane. Around 1816, James found himself stationed in Cape Town, South Africa. After being connected by a mutual friend, James successfully treated the daughter of the governor, helping her reach a shocking full recovery. With this demonstration of skill, James was hired in the esteemed position as the family doctor. It was also in Cape Town that some of James' most groundbreaking work was completed in the medical community. After assessing the current sanitation conditions for the locals, James implemented a number of impactful changes that helped improve the health and living conditions for the most marginalized, such as those suffering from disabilities, as well as the slave population, which was quite large. James was also noted as being highly critical of the way local officials were managing the healthcare system, a privilege awarded to him by his high-ranking job as the medical inspector. Most notably, James was one of the most skilled surgeons of his time. In Cape Town, James would complete the first known cesarean section in which both the mother and child survived the operation. It should also be noted that James was described as having a rather short temper and hot-headed personality, which I personally love to describe as passion. Just to give you an idea, James was involved in a pistol duel, okay, and would often be prone to outbursts, although appearance-wise was considered quite an anomaly. His personality was distinctly perceived to be masculine by those who knew him. In 1827, just before leaving for his next posting, James would be promoted to surgeon to the forces. It's just awesome how this guy is just continuing to advance relentlessly. I admire that kind of drive so much because it is not easy. But all of the balls this person had to juggle made it that much more difficult. The next few years found James traveling to various postings, continuing to create a fuss whenever he was around. On one of his postings, he was arrested after a particularly heinous charge of conduct unbecoming of the character of an officer and a gentleman, which was leveled at him by another surgeon. Thankfully, James would be found not guilty, but with knowing James' fiery personality, we can only guess the nature of the circumstances that led to that charge. And this run-in certainly wouldn't be his last brush with insubordination. His previous employer, the governor, would become ill during his travels as well, and James would risk his whole career by going AWOL to return to treat him. After his employer passed away, James continued to travel wherever his service took him, And everywhere he went, James made a point to make marked improvements to the conditions for those who were often mistreated in society. So much so that it caused friction with his fellow service members, which obviously mattered very little to James. The passion for kindness and philanthropy was obvious in the actions and motivations of James, with so many people benefiting from his vision wherever he went. In 1858, 
after serving with the British Army as one of the highest rated surgeons, James was officially appointed to the position of Inspector General of Hospitals. This was considered a substantial honor and advancement in rank, and it was more than deserved based on James' immaculate performance and clear mastery of medicine. Unfortunately, just a year later, James would be required to retire from the army due to deteriorating health issues and age. Though James protested the decision, as they wanted to continue to serve, he moved to London to live out his retirement. Unfortunately, James Barry would pass away from dysentery on July 25, 1865. James was able to hide the fact that he was biologically female until his death. After his death, a burial attendant discovered the truth about James' true identity. They tried to blackmail James' previous physician, and when he refused to pay, they took the story to the press. When the story broke, James's previous physician was questioned by the General Register Office. A letter was discovered where James's physician denies any knowledge that James was a woman in the most respectful way possible. It's an incredible letter, honestly, in which he basically says, okay, even if he was a woman, what difference would that make on their incredible legacy? Which, duh, so true, a very obvious truth right there. But you know, people are obsessed with gender. And that's true loyalty right there. Come on, you have to be a good person. If the people closest to you are keeping your secrets and staying loyal to you, even after your death. In spite of the burial attendant story, James was able to be buried as he was. Naturally, the British Army tried all the techniques to try and cover up James' entire career, but the records were eventually discovered in the 50s, with James's story gaining the recognition it wholeheartedly deserves. Phew, now this story <laughs> was an absolute doozy for a number of reasons. I mean, first of all, this person should have been a spy surgeon, number one, okay? James was able to assume a new identity and hide his original identity from multiple people, from civilians to high-ranking military officers, people who should be trained in having higher depths of perception. And this wasn't just a few years either. Oh, no. Oh, no. This was for decades. Margaret lived as James Barry for over 50 years. And while keeping up this persona, James also had the gall to be an exceptional surgeon and the first adopter of a complex medical procedure, which preserved the lives of not just one, but two people. Not to mention that absolutely tremendous military career. James was constantly advancing, always moving forward and striving for more. Plus, being a forward-thinking philanthropist and voice for the less privileged is so admirable, especially in those days when class systems made this sort of behavior something to be frowned upon. I also love how James would describe as having a fiery personality. And who doesn't respect a guy that accepts and survives 
a real life duel. The accolades this man obtained was extraordinary, but the core personality of excellence in everything they touched is something to marvel. And I wanted to highlight that I didn't want to particularly focus on James's gender, as that is wholly and completely up to him. He lived more of his life as James than Margaret, and he can choose whoever he wants to be on any given day. Whether James identified as a man or a woman, it truly matters not in the scheme of things. The work this person completed speaks for itself. And I think this quote summarizes that perspective in James's own words as well. Do not consider whether what I say is a young man speaking, but whether my discussion with you is that of a man of understanding. So you can check us out at madeofmetalpodcast.com and you can follow Made of Metal Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So please, 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 if you love the show and you'd like to support my passion for sharing these stories with you, you can leave a rating or review or tell a friend. My favorite thing to do. I love to hear how I'm described to other people. Often, it is a description I would have never, ever thought, but (laughs) that's always a good thing. (laughs) And just an update, I'm going to be uploading my episodes to YouTube. So if you want to check me out on YouTube, I am at Ari the Hippie on YouTube. And I'm actually just starting a little series. So if you want to listen to the podcast episodes, they will be up there within the next couple of weeks. And as always, my loves, God, I love, absolutely love meeting you guys here every week and having this conversation with you, sharing these stories. It is truly a privilege. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, my loves, bloom where you are planted. Bye.